0: I mean, I would tell you that I think the last five weeks or six weeks have been, I would say in our friendship, the most incredible five or six weeks that we've had. And you cannot, you cannot figure that out.
1: I can't tell you how, how much that means to have that kind of support, you know, on so many levels. I feel like, you know, you are and who you've been in my life, you know, and it, it just means a lot.
0: I've seen these incredible moments and the things that you and Laura have been able to share and just the way that you're walking through this, that I've never seen you in this place.
2: Life doesn't always go as planned. That's really J-Mac's story in a nutshell. An out of the blue stage four pancreatic cancer diagnosis for an otherwise healthy, really active 47 year old dad and husband. Well, he says this past week showed even more about facing the unplanned, and it happened over and over and over. It was a really hard week, and he needed a friend like never before. Considering all that wasn't planned since the last episode, we're changing the podcast plan too. At the end of episode two, we talked about introducing you to those guys in Peru that J Mac's been helping fulfill their dream, and we'll still do that soon. But first, JMac wants to tell us about the latest twists and turns, and all the challenges, and an unexpected thing that happened between him and the friend who was with him every step.
1: So this past week, um, the plan was to go and get a biopsy. So the idea is the liver biopsy is pretty common procedure, not supposed to be like a big deal or anything like that. And um, but for me, like I'm thinking, kind of I mean, they're going to put a needle. But what they do is they put a needle through your abdomen and they take a small piece of your liver that they're going to biopsy. You go through the procedure. I come out of it and I I feel pretty good. Maybe the last 30 minutes before I'm ready to go home, before someone is supposed to come and pick me up, I start to feel cold. And that's like maybe 10, 10 minutes left until my ride is supposed to be there. And I'm starting to shake a little bit. Like I'm cold and I feel chilled and I'm starting to shake. And my jaws like starting to my teeth are clicking. And I'm like, gosh, this I'm not feeling so good. I don't know. But I was like, well, maybe I just need to get out in the sunshine and warm up a little bit. Um, so I leave and I end up getting sick in the car on the way home. Like within 30 minutes, I'm back home and i have a 103.5 degree fever and you know i've i've gotten sick twice and they're like you need to come back and so we go back to the er go through the process get checked in and um and i'm just just laying there like and i don't really i don't really know all of what's happening like i went from everything going really smoothly to now I'm in this place where I've got a fever. I, you know, I'm not in a lot of pain, but I just, I just don't feel well.
2: So now's a good time to tell you more about J-Mac's friend, Jason. He's been so much more than a friend. Honestly, it's a little like a movie plot. All that's happened between them over the years. We'll tell you more about that in a couple of minutes. Jason is a trained physician's assistant. He's been helping J-Mac with those antibiotic infusions we talked about in episode one. Jason's still pretty good with needles, even though he's been working as a hospital executive for years now. The two Jasons have been friends for more than 20 years, but a lot has changed in just the last four or five weeks.
0: I don't think it's ever easy to see somebody that you really care about, not feeling good. Number one, you know, I think everybody would say that. I think everybody has a story where they could relate to that. And then I think just to see like, you know, I, I just know, you know, the last few weeks have like been very life changing, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, you're in Peru a month and a half ago, you know, yeah. a lot's changed. Yeah, You know, um, and I'm not like you say this often, like I'm not crying because I'm sad about life changing. I mean, I would tell you that I think the last five weeks or six weeks have been, I would say in our friendship, the most incredible five or six weeks that we've had. And you cannot, you cannot figure that out. But I think when you're waiting again, and I say again, cause you know, I dropped you off at 1130 that morning and then we're back at the ER that night and you're clearly not feeling good, you know? And so the waiting, I just know it's not, it wasn't easy, but I would tell you there's no other place I'd rather be.
2: J-Mac got out of the hospital around 3 a.m. A few hours later, another call came, another setback.
1: The phone rings. It's the hospital. You got to come back to the ER. We just, we've, we've, we've got your blood culture results here. It looks like you've got an infection. You need to come back as soon as possible because this can get serious. So I, I said, okay, so I hang up the phone, and you know, the first person I text is Jason.
2: So Jason drops everything and drives to J Mac's house for another trip to the hospital. It was their third in 24 hours. This time J Mac was admitted for another blood infection. It's a separate diagnosis, not related to his pancreatic cancer, both individually. Are life-threatening.
1: In the car that, that morning, I did not feel, I can't say that I felt like great and inspired. And I think that's one of the things I'm learning about fighting is like, there are days when you don't feel like a positive person. You don't feel hopeful. You don't feel, I just felt like I was in a daze. That's not really how I want to be personally. I want to be a positive person. I want to have faith and confidence and, and have like a, you know, an excitement about the possibilities and miracles and things like that. But that's not where I was at. And to have someone with you who can say, hey, like, gosh, I, I feel like God's really, you know, he's with us. So having someone there with me mm. that could see that too and point that out to me was important.
2: Jason was starting to see how this series of one thing after another was starting to wear J-Mac down. J-Mac really wants to stay positive and hopeful, but he was starting to feel discouraged. So Jason reminded him of a list that J-Mac and his wife, Laura, have been keeping.
0: At one point, I remember you and Laura just talking to me about a list that you guys were keeping, about just little moments where you knew that God was with you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then there were a few things that happened during that visit, but I just remembered your list, you know, the list that you had where you were keeping track of just ways that you could feel God or feel just cared for, or just feel like little touches, you know, to just remind you that it was so much bigger than maybe the sickness or the hospital or the recovery room mm-hmm. or the, the different ways that you would just see along the way that things have been there as you're in this part of the journey.
2: Back at the hospital, doctors are trying to figure out what's happening with this infection and how it even happened. A second blood infection is not common, and the doctors were puzzled.
0: There was this one moment, and I really, I, I felt him because I think he didn't want you to hear. He kind of tried to say this under his breath, and, you know, people can kind of speak and turn their head or cough or do something or say something, but he kind of turned his head and he looked over at me in the chair next to the bed where you were at, and he said, this is complicated, you know. And in that moment, that was the moment, Jace. That was the moment where I could just feel like, great. Yes, that is God. Because it's not something we can figure out. It's not something that we can get through on our own. And it's like, perfect, because I know who can figure it out. I know who can give us the diagnosis. I know who can prescribe the treatment. And I know who exactly has you right where he has you again with an infection. And so I can't explain it. And, you know, some people could listen to this and think, well, that's crazy. You know, like, why would you want something? Wouldn't you want something straightforward and simple and easy to diagnose and, you know, go home with a simple antibiotic for a couple of days so you can get started with your chemo? And I don't know, you know, I, I can't explain it. But I can tell you in that one moment, I just felt peace. And so I just know, like, I can't explain it to you. I just felt like we were in like the exact place that we needed to be.
2: J-Mac always talks about perspective. So consider this, without all the things that seem to go wrong, this blood infection could have gone undetected and quickly gotten a lot worse. We think about cancer as life or death. The truth is, so is this type of blood infection if it's not found and treated fast. And in the moments like that, when the doctors don't even know what's going on, J-Mac says mindset makes all the difference between starting to feel a little panicked and feeling some peace, not only for him, but for the people around him. It's why he says Jason being there, his friendship was such a game changer during one of the hardest weeks yet.
1: I just, I can't tell you how, how much that means to have that kind of support, you know, on so many levels. Um, and sometimes like it takes something like this to realize like what you really have, you know, we would all say, well, you know, we're, we're good friends or we're best friends. And, you know, when you go through something, you really see it. Like, you're like, yeah, I see it. Like, I, I have experienced that. I've experienced like, you know, like I know, like it's God in you that would sit, you know, for eight hours in a car, you know, it's God in you that would come to the hospital the next day and sit in a chair all day. You know, you're just there. And I I never felt like he was like bored or wanted to get out of there. I know that there's there's that God is was with you in the hospital and and in a sense that that's how God was with me yeah. because I had someone who was advocating for me not just with the medical stuff but really to God and to keep help me keep my perspective and my connection and um you know that's that's critical I think my perspective and anyone's perspective and outlook on on life and on what they're going through is more important than anything else that you could be doing because it's where everything else is going to come
2: from. But the hits weren't over yet. As JMac was waiting to get out of the hospital for the third time, you are not going to believe this. He got another call. This time it was from home.
1: We had a mishap happen at the house uh, the same day that I was getting ready to be discharged. <laughs> um, the kids were playing hide and seek and busted the one of the water pipes down near the, we have a a pump, you know, in a well inside the house and water all over the basement floor. We just finished the basement, just finished it the day, the week before. So all this carpet and all this nice work that had been done by again, people who, and I, I I think I sent a, a post about that. Like I, Taking pictures of all these people that came to help and to to uh, get the basement ready, and really, it's not a basement anymore. It's like a it's like a second apartment. It's like a living space. It's so incredible down there. And so this water pipe breaks, and there's water everywhere. And uh, and guess who's down there vacuuming all the water up? Jason.
2: Yep. Jason. Jason was there for everything, from the three trips to the ER, to staying overnight in the hospital room, to reminding him of the good things on that list, to grabbing a shop vac to clean up a flooded basement. Two friends with a lot of history and one really unique connection that made them family, literally. You guys go way back. You go way back.
0: There was something about J-Mac that like I did love when I, when I first met him because I just love, he was passionate and he was like, you know, he wanted to see people's life change and he wanted to see, and it was literally the second or third time that I met him that he had said, gosh, I have some friends and they've been telling me about this things. And I was just like, Maybe we'll go to, I'd go to South America. Like, he just started talking about all these things. and So, you know, it wasn't like this instant connection. You no, know, they invited me. He called. I think you called me one night and you invited me to like a Super Bowl party or something. Bottom line is I went to that Super Bowl party and that's when we started hanging out, you know. And so that would have been like 2001. And so I think from there, we hung out. And a few months after that, J-Mac's birthday is in April, beginning of April. And so they had a party for, for, for J-Mac. And that's where I really spent time and met Becca for the first time who, who I'm now married to. And, and through a series of events, J-Mac met Laura, Alice, who he's married to, which just so happens to be Becca's twin sister. And I would say the rest is history.
2: You heard that right. So this is the movie plot I was talking about. It's good to unpack this a little bit more. So here's the deal Two guys named Jason, they met more than 20 years ago randomly. They became friends, both work in the medical field. They marry sisters, twin sisters, named Becca and Laura. Now, J Mac and Jason would have always said they were close, but this cancer diagnosis is changing the way they see life, and it's redefining what close even means. It's bringing them to a new level of friendship and connection after more than 20 years. They do not want to miss it.
1: And hey, looking back, we can see that Yeah, we have at times like we've been crappy friends. Mm-hmm. And I think when you look back and you look, you look back at things, you can realize, gosh, I could have done so much better. I could have done so much more. And, you know, you from a, some experience and some maturity, you look back and you see that. And we both were able to say, you know what? We both have. And there's things that yeah. both of us would love to have done different. But here we are.
0: That we've got today.
1: Yeah, here we are. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, we don't have to like look back at the past or say, gosh, I wish I did this or that, or gosh, I'm sorry about this or that. But right. like we, we yeah. have today and, and yeah. God has gotten us to this point and all things work for good.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I feel that. And I think there was, I do remember this one moment around that time that uh, I know you hear people say, well, it shouldn't have to take a diagnosis of cancer for something to happen. And I just remember, Jace, I don't know. I can't tell you. I think this might have been even before that lunch. But I was like, no, I don't believe that. Like God is good. And what he's doing is good. And if it's going to take a diagnosis of cancer to give us a moment to go have lunch together and to slow down and just to share what's in our heart or to have a moment when you're in the hospital or whatever that is, then like, that's okay. And that's not okay. It's really, it's a good thing, you know? And I think people can be so quick to just miss a moment, you know? or to write something off or to make a judgment about something. Well, it shouldn't take this. Well, you know what? It did. And and I I will remember, I do know that day. I think it was funny because we set out from your house. Like, where are we going to go? You know, and we ended up at this place where maybe I don't think we'd ever even eaten there together before and we ended up sitting outside of that table and just talking. And I just remember, like, in my heart, just knowing, like, no, this is like, and I think maybe one of us or both of us said it at some point, but no, like, this is what we always wanted, you know, just to talk, just to share life, just to like. I don't remember everything that we even talked about, but I think it could be like everything. Yeah, you could start with the Super Bowl party, you could start with like all these different moments of our lives, because I just know it's always been in your in-laws' heart to support us. And. And I know like I could miss even some of that, you know, like I could miss like, gosh, it's a gratefulness, like for that season. And yeah, to say like, gosh, we could have both been better friends, but what you said is exactly right. It's like, no, but we're not going to focus on that. Like what we have is now and we have no guarantees that both of us are going to have tomorrow. And so like, why wait? And so I do think, you know, I would say that I think For me especially, I can really say that it's that was a time that I had never experienced before, you know, really with you or anybody else, you know, I really do feel that I think it's a moment that a lot of people don't get to, you know, I think it's a moment that a lot of people want to have or to experience a closeness or to feel a connection and not to really feel like all this stupid stuff you know, that you can focus on or your time or your energy. And I think what I can really feel from that moment, maybe from the first time you're in the hospital with a first infection and then getting out and then having that lunch, is I just don't feel like it's been the same.
2: After a heck of a week, trips back and forth from the hospital, another serious diagnosis, a flooded basement, discouragement. They can add something new on J-Mac's list of good things, a much deeper friendship.
1: I did enjoy, like, getting to go through life with you and like all the stops along the way and you know, how we, how we got to meet, like, I mean, we've been through all of, we've been all over the country. We've lived in different places. Just our careers have taken us different places, but like God has really done something in our friendship. You know, I think that even these last four or five weeks, like we've really felt God take yeah. that to another level too. Yeah. And, um, I just can, I feel like, you know, who you are and who you've been in my life, you know, and it, it just means a lot. Yeah,
0: it does. Yeah. I think it's a gift. I would tell you that I don't, you know, know that most people get to experience even what we're getting to experience now on a daily basis. And I would think that that's part of how I will judge it right as well. I just know this is, this is not a bad thing and there may be tough days, you know, there may be tough days or there may be days where we don't feel the sunshine or feel a warmth, but I just know when you were talking earlier. it's just, I look back and I see what we have now. And I see, you know, just our dinners are sweeter. Our talks are sweeter. Even riding in the car. I just think there was something yesterday I looked over at you at one point yesterday and I just, you know, it was one of those moments where I had to ask you what you were feeling and, and, and honestly knew that it was tough and knew that you weren't feeling great. And then also just a freedom to like, let you be in that, and be okay and go through it. And I think sometimes even just to sit there and drive and be able to pray for you, Mm -hmm. you know, and to be able to ask God to move for you. And I think that's what touches me so much about today and this morning is because I know he did that, you know, and I'm not saying its I was there. I didn't get a lot of people that were asking for God to move and for God to touch you and for you to feel, you know, the, the sunshine again, or to feel the warmth or whatever you want to describe that as, or just to feel more, you know, settled and feel that peace. And I just know there's nothing greater because I do think this is doing something. I just think it's, it's, it's showing us how to live. It's showing us how to walk. It's showing us how to have a different perspective. There's something that God is doing to show us that it's way bigger than us, first and foremost, and that there's a lot of other people out there, be it like with a medical diagnosis or just going through a hard circumstance in life, that could use something positive, that could use, you know, like that, that need God to move, as you said, like that need something to change for them. And so I just, um, I don't know, I feel really fortunate to be a part of this with you. I think this is something we always wanted, you know, and I don't, I don't know that we ever knew how to do it. Because somebody would hear this, like, the news that you got five or six weeks ago, well, how, you know, like, what? how does that, like, how does so much good come out of it? And I can't explain it to people. I can't. I want to with words, but I would just tell you, I've just never seen you in the place where you're at. I've never seen you. I know you've had your moments that you talk about in the last four or five days, but I've seen these incredible moments and the things that you and Laura have been able to share and just the way that you're walking through this that I've never seen you in this place. And so I can't explain it, you know, and it's not maybe some people may find that hard to hear, but I just know like I see evidence and I see not just in your life and what you're walking through, but other people around you because they see your fight. They see how you're walking through this, that you're not just shutting yourself in your house. I just see the evidence all around, but I just feel like it is, it is very inspiring and something that the world would say is a lot of different things, but I don't, that's not the word, that's not where we're at. And that's not what I see happening. So yeah, I love you.
1: Yeah. I love you too.
2: This is not the episode J-Mac planned, but he says that's perfect. The engineer who spent a career on process and efficiency and a lifetime trying to keep things just so is going with the flow now, and he's taking us along for the ride. He says he's never felt more alive, and that goes for the hard weeks too. Jason's doing another round of antibiotics to deal with a blood infection, and when that's done, he'll start that aggressive chemo. There are a lot more incredible, unexplainable moments j says he can add to his good things list from the last week. He's writing about them on his website, jmaxdreamteam.com. There's a great blog there. He's posting on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. If you aren't already, follow him there. And thanks to everybody who is sharing his story. j is finding that cancer is a connector and every connection is giving him strength.